0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start A Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conway. Hi, Lauren.
1: Hi, Matt
0: why are you laughing lauren
1: because i love your intro you always you you have this voice that you do and your inflection makes me and we're back my
0: voice isn't really that low i actually it's three octaves higher but you know what it's time for another uh it's time for another edition of our top startups guess where we're going today
1: well i think i
0: know you do i do Is it because you have have notes in front of you that says what we're talking about? It
1: might be because Mm. I have materials in front of me that tell me, but I I am very excited and I think that our listeners are going to be very excited that we are going to Salt Lake City. Yes. Hell yeah.
0: A destination that everyone is always excited to hear about, right?
1: Absolutely. Actually,
0: Salt Lake City's got, there's a lot of cool stuff in Utah. I lived in Colorado for a number of years and there's a lot of very interesting things. It's a big city. They've had the Olympics there even.
1: Do you remember? Well, so that's true. And do you remember, um, there was a movie like back in the day called SLC punk is that right? Yeah,
0: I remember. It, Do I you don't remember, remember that? Yeah, but I don't remember what it's about.
1: I don't really remember it either, but I remember. I think it, it might have had like Matthew Lillard in it. And I was like, ah, you know, the story of a generation, but Salt Lake City.
0: Is he a startup founder?
1: Uh, He is not. Well, he... We're
0: going we're, <laughs> to we're talk about 13 different startups and their founders today. So.
1: I, I love that segue. He just redirected He just us. apparently
0: did not make the list. And one thing <laughs> that is important to know is that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping Woo. you build a software team. Quickly and affordably. That's my company, people, and I'd love to hear from you. Go to fullscale.io, click that tab up top that says Get Getting Started, or Get Started, I guess I should say that. And uh, you know what? You fill out a couple questions and we'll let you know if we can help you with your software development needs. You know, another thing, Lauren, is you know that most Wednesdays on Startup Hustle, we spotlight Startup Hustle's top cities and we have a new city every month. You should know that because you've been recording the episodes yeah, with
1: me. Again, that, that is something that I knew. I've had a few clues along the way, but these are actually some of my favorite, favorite, favorite episodes to record. Uh, I love getting to mess around with you and I love getting to hear about all of the exciting uh, companies and founders that we are seeing in, in cities across the country. Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Well, let's jump right in. So let's do it. I, I believe I get seven and you get six. So we we'll- I know I'm you get the heavy lifts, but work. the
1: the real question is how many of these startup names are pronounceable?
0: Oh, that usually half. <laughs> yeah, about half of them. So,
1: and we're but, kicking it off strong, from what I can see. Yeah, well, let's
0: go ahead and talk about a couple of things when it comes to our top startups list. Now, we're, look, we're going to read off thirteen companies, but they're not in order. Meaning, the first company isn't necessarily number one. This is a binary thing: you're either on the list or you're not on the list. So, we've got thirteen amazing companies, and we start with C. Sisu. So, CSU Sisu does real estate software and they set the standard, uh, you know, when it comes to a lot of different stuff. And I've gotten to know their CEO and founder, Brian Charlesworth, because I was on Brian's podcast. And we'll put a link to that in the hey. show notes. Yeah, I was the guest. And what was
1: that like? Did it feel kind of meta?
0: No, it wasn't. No. Right. I feel <laughs> that the over 600 episodes of Startup Hustle that I've been involved with out of 800 have prepared me for a lot of talking in front of microphones. But so, you know, there's been over the last several years, well, real estate's always been big everywhere all the time uh, for hundreds and thousands of years. Sure. Now, one of the things that uh, hasn't always screamed progress is the technology associated with real estate transactions. What CSU does is they have a whole entire platform that real estate teams and brokers use to make things more efficient, which I appreciate because if you ever bought and they're sold a home, some of that part of the process is not always efficient and that's what they help. Uh, that's what they help with. So you can look forward to an episode where I'm going to host Brian Charlesworth, their CEO and founder, uh, that's set to air on June 16th. So we have a little, little bit before that comes out, but you know, Susu's, uh, they've grown. Uh, one of the things I learned about their CEO and their founder from being on his podcast is, uh, much like we find, Many guests are. Uh, he's been successful at other startups, so he came into the whole process of building Sisu. You can go to Sisu—that's S I S U dot C O—and learn more about what they do. But yeah, the efficiency for businesses, and I like that.
1: Yes, anytime we see efficiencies, we get super excited. Uh, so next up, you know, you mentioned serial entrepreneurship, and I had the pleasure of talking with another serial entrepreneur with our next startup on the list. We're looking at Book Club. Uh, CEO and co-founder is David Blake. Keep an eye out for that episode coming up soon. But we had a really, really great conversation. We got to talk about books. Uh, We got to talk about the power that books have to transform communities. And one of the ways that books can continue Transform communities is through book clubs, creating a sense of sharing, talking about books. Now, Book Club has created a virtual platform. And what's really cool, you know, they they were listening to the pandemic and trying to find ways to connect people over literature in really meaningful ways. And so they've created this virtual platform where lis- readers can come in and they can talk with other people about the books that they're reading as they're reading them in real time. They can and listen to authors talk about books and and learn more kind of dive deeper into the content but they've just been really intentional about creating this awesome community of, of book lovers online so that you can you know talk to somebody a, across the country about what you're reading and get their thoughts and i just i as a as a an avid book reader and book fan i'm just really excited to see something like this come to fruition it's super cool
0: so you hosted David Blake on an episode?
1: I did. Did
0: he mention that he had been on Startup Hustle before?
1: Uh, you know what? I think, I think he did mention, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he, and he was a great guest. I loved talking to him.
0: So he wasn't on as, the, as representing book club. David is actually, you talk about successful founders. He's actually the founder of DeGreed, like DeGreed.com, which yeah. is a huge company.
1: Well, so he's got degreed and then he has another one, and the name is escaping me right now, of course, but definitely a serial founder. Uh and and a really a really good guy to talk to. Yeah,
0: degreed is seven hundred employees. So, that's crazy. Yeah, they've done <laughs> yeah. So that's like upscaling. But yeah, you mentioned that Dave, we you, did not talk about You mentioned David Blake and I was like, wait a minute, hey, that name sounds hey, familiar. So yeah, but uh, he it looks like they're doing pretty well. You look at something like the concept of a book club. Yeah. That's like old school made new school yes. with some technology. Cause, like, a, when I think of a book club, I think of my mom and like for sure six of her friends that like probably
1: play bridge wine or pinochle yeah.
0: afterward. But yeah, this, so they found a way to it, it, this just streamlines the process of creating a book club.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it so it, it creates a digital book club. And one, so one one of the innovations that I thought was really cool, so typically, for those of you who don't do book clubs, usually what happens is you'll get together after you've read the book. And one of the innovations that I thought was super cool with book club was the fact that you can kind of bookmark where you are digitally in the book and then talk about it in real time. So, like, you know, if somebody's on the same chapter as you and you want to share your thoughts, because often when you get to the end of the book, you may have forgotten some of the, you know, more salient parts or points that you had in your head as you were reading the book. And so I just thought that that was super cool. Um, but yeah, like anytime you can, can create more access points for something that was traditionally old school, like a book club, you know, having, having book clubs available digitally, that, that adds access. That makes it more accessible for people. And that is super cool. The power of books.
0: How many uh, book clubs have you had with any of the books I've written?
1: Uh I have had oh God. You're gonna make me say it.
0: You haven't even read my books?
1: I have read your I I have read I have not read all of your books. I've read at least three of your books Million Dollar Bedroom, The Realist Guide to Music. I can't remember. Oh, you read the music the me- one, the unfreeze Gu- one.
0: The realist guide to a successful music career. Yes,
1: thank you. Uh and then
0: You left out balance me.
1: Ah. Red Balance me, so so I've read those three.
0: Well, then you've read all of them. I've only written oh, three. I thought
1: that you, for some reason I thought you had five. Why you did said I read that? you
0: don't make me say it? What were you going to say? I
1: was going to say I've, I haven't had a book club with your books.
0: Oh, that's okay. Can you forgive me? Yeah, I'm going to just make sure that you do it all right. with bookclub.com though.
1: Something to look forward to.
0: All right, next on our list is deepsea.ai. <laughs> now, I had the privilege of recording an episode of Startup Hustle with Steve Shellingford, and he is the CEO and president of the company. And, you know, I, this was one of those episodes I really enjoyed recording just because uh, I had a lot of alignment with the guest when it came to the way we were looking at a lot of stuff. Uh, but what Deep Sea does, is, by the way, you can tune in and listen to that episode. It comes out on April 27th, 2022. So Deep Sea is knowledge process automation that Uh, mines unstructured data and operationalizes AI-powered insights and that results into real-time action for enterprises. So uh, according to people, data is now the most valuable thing on the planet compared to all these other resources. But one thing that people don't understand is that data is by nature unstructured, meaning it's just flying everywhere. So how do you put it into... A format that can be understood and then analyze it. And that's one thing. And then the next thing is, it's great to analyze data, but most organizations aren't very quick at doing it. So is, does it already, does it help to know why everyone quit subscribing to your platform three of months, a- three, but three months after, I mean, it might help later, but you need actionable
1: right you, you need, well, yeah you definitely need it in real time
0: or something close to it and you know with that every organization has a whole different process for doing that so yeah so they you know they're using AI and a whole bunch of other stuff um, you know honestly if you want to learn more about that I'd tune in to the episode with, with myself and Steve so
1: yeah that sounds super cool love it love it You want to move on to the next? Yeah,
0: but you don't want to talk about AI and data structuring. You know,
1: I always try to avoid talking about the ones where I'm just like, I have like a nominal knowledge base around this. Matt, you do it so much better.
0: My machine learning algorithm is saying that you should probably move on to the next company.
1: Hey, you know, I could certainly do that. Uh, So the next step, we have Epitel, assuming I'm pronouncing that correctly. And as I was looking over the list, like I, I got really intrigued by this one because I I love the technologies that make life easier for our most vulnerable populations. So Epitel is empowering clinicians, patients, and caregivers who live with and care for neurologic. disorders through wearables and powerful AI, is what they say. But what they're doing, they have created wearable EEG technology, and then they have paired that with cloud-based data analytics and machine learning capabilities, more machine learning, my favorite. And so they're they're creating solutions that allow you to monitor your your brainwaves and your, your seizure activity. And if you can monitor it, you can better address it, right? So they're improving health outcomes for people with... Neurological disorders. How cool is that? Super cool. I know. I love it. Uh, patients can apply this device that they've created to the scalp below the hairline. It is removable, it's uh, easy to use, and then they are capturing EEG with four sensors. They're giving accurate readings, they are tracking the information, and then they're receiving insights about people's health, which I think is super
0: cool. I'm not sure that monitoring my brain waves. Is a good idea. Oh, that's a
1: scary thought. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know if the, wor- the world is ready for that, Matt.
0: You know, one thing that we're seeing that is truly like really across all of these top cities that we've been exploring is the AI and machine learning and data, data analytics is starting to come up and like half of the company is on every list. Yeah. So kind of tells you where things are headed. For sure. All right, next on the list, Continuum Technology. Now, led by CEO and founder Nolan Church, I got a CTO, Greg White. Um, You know, Continuum is primarily a recruiting company for C-suite executives. It's a marketplace that connects uh, world-class executives with venture-backed companies for fractional and full-time opportunities. Now, being someone that's in the, you know, business of filling empty seats, With top talent, that's what we do at FullScale.io, I have appreciation for what they're doing as well as the complexity that goes with it. Because it's one thing to, you know, like essentially, like when I think about FullScale, we say we specialize in recruiting, assessing, retaining, and employing, which is an important part. Now, when it comes to actual like recruiting companies, one of the things that they have to deal with is so they're going to, here's an employee or a possible employee, and they're trying to match them up with a company.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they come and go. They don't, you know, they have to, so you have to really specialize in finding that match. And that's a lot more difficult than it sounds because you might have a top C-suite executive that excelled at a company like Full Scale that might not be any good at another company for a variety of reasons. It could be everything from, you know, like the cultural fit to the product that they're selling to, you know, some of it. And, um, you know that, so anything that streamlines that whole process and makes ready, readily available candidates available, I I'm all for, so. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, and I mean, th- like when you're putting your company in the hands of, of people, like that's your, that's your baby. And so you have to protect yeah. it any way you can. And one of the the most impactful ways you can do that is through your team for sure.
0: Well, hiring the wrong people is expensive. It's time consuming. It's frustrating, and it's just a huge distraction overall for your organization. So, anything that anything that that speeds, improves, or uh, makes the reliability of that process better, I'm all for.
1: Hell yeah! Well, and so so our next startup, I I love this next. So so I have a question for you. Have you ever struggled? with with payday like when you you know when you get paid like do you remember for me it was like back in my early 20s when pay was not a regular thing but um you know you always got lean toward the end of the month or like you know right before right before the first or the 15th or whenever you got paid like did you ever experience that long time ago long time yeah i know you don't experience it now (laughs) successful startup founder ladies and gentlemen uh but but yeah like what well, i just remember being so stressed out uh, right before payday you know trying to make your dollars stretch and so the cool thing about our next company on the list every that's exactly what they address they are a full service payroll platform that allows employees to pick their pay dates <laughs> Can you imagine like knowing when you have big bills available and things like that, you could actually set your pay date to align with your actual expenses and and make your life just that much easier. Uh, They are creating financial flexibility and wellness through some innovative tools like Pay Your Way, Payroll Intelligence. They, They offer flexible pricing. So this is a really cool company and definitely one to keep an eye out for. Um, I don't know. I just like, I want to talk to 22 year old me and be like, it's okay. It's coming. Help is coming, you know, and it comes in the form of every.
0: Seems like it kind of fixes the, one of the issues is people in general, Mm -hmm. we get paid and we spend money. Yeah. So we we spend money. If you slow that down or make sure, like, I'm, I'm telling you, I've, I've had employees for 25 years. So the understanding that so many of them, I mean, honestly manage money poorly and how to fix that is a good thing. I mean, it's, and that's, you know, there's, I I don't know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, every clearly, you know, something right. They've got 13.7 million in funding over two rounds, uh, been at it since 2018. So yeah, I, I think anything that, that, we were talking about the books I've written and balance me. One of the things I address is that the biggest, one of the biggest stressors that people just have in life is finance and right. finance trickles down into all parts of, of the rest of your life. It causes stress with marriage, with children, with everything. Yeah. And anything that can improve that I'm all for.
1: Well, so, so thank you every for, for your service.
0: You ready for more AI?
1: Uh, bring it on. Let's do it.
0: Guard dog solutions. Yeah. You beat me to that. I was, yeah, you really did. You
1: really let me did. Let see what I can.
0: So l- let me tell you a little bit about what they do. So guard dog, they've developed AI powered uh, cloud platform to proactively eliminate cybersecurity threats before they compromise network environments. And they do that with a combination of remote security device and cloud service. So guard dog secures network edge territory by acting as a proxy for devices to networks. So basically what they're doing here, if I'm reading this correctly, is they are keeping people away from your real network. And that's what a proxy server does. It'd be like, Hey, look over here. But the real stuff's like, hidden
1: over here.
0: Yeah. So this is, I mean, the the overall cybersecurity uh, business is just booming and, um, and it's probably going to get a lot more robust with a lot of the things that are brewing up with the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, yeah. So a lot of the cybersecurity elements of that um, have continued to pop up. There's a lot of room for growth and a whole lot of companies here. So you know, yeah. I mean, woof woof, right? Where <laughs> I
1: do. I do want to hear you bark. Uh, no. Going to do. Instead,
0: what I am going to do is remind you that today's episode of Start a Puzzle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Do you know that we just hired our 250th employee at Fullscale? I did not
1: know that.
0: Crazy, right?
1: Yeah. And I have to tell you, my friends, and I, I mention this sometimes on my episodes of the show, but one of the things that impresses me most uh, is the fact that full scale places such a premium on gender parity amongst yeah. our development staff Yeah. you know that that's that's one of my hot button issues and so so I admire you as a founder for thinking that's important and prioritizing it,
0: yeah. thank you sir you know there there's a real easy formula to do that, yeah, you pay hey, people, people well worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and don't treat them like shit yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah well, and it. I love that I love that about full scale too, yeah. You know, sometimes you gotta talk about like that the back end stuff. Like that's our that's
0: a whole team. recruiting line. We're yeah. gonna pay you well and not treat you like shit.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean look at look at what you did with the the tsunami, you know, just you know, the, how can the, we the help? How can we fund your typhoon? Sorry. Sorry. A tidal
0: wave and a typhoon are way different.
1: Okay. The typhoon. Yeah. But I mean, full scale stepped up and stepped in and, you know, offered <clears> support <throat> to the team because you care about the team, Matt. Yeah. And I love that about you.
0: Well, thank you. But, you know, that and that has contributed to a lot of our growth. You know, that we've had uh, 833 people. So we're recording this. I don't like to normally mention dates, but we're recording this at the end of March. So yeah. we, we've had 833 people applied to work at full scale this month. Holy- yeah, I know.
1: That's crazy. Know. It's
0: getting real. But
1: that, but that's the mark of a good company.
0: It's getting real. I know. Yeah. Words out. The words out. Wow. And it's all built on that mantra. We'll pay you well and not treat you like shit.
1: Exactly. And I, I feel like those are pretty easy values. Like, they, they feel like they should just be common sense, but they and, are until not. Until
0: you watch the documentary about Uber. Yeah. On Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Anyway. My God. Okay. Well. Next.
1: Speaking of companies that, that do good. Uh, You know, and I I love this, and I I think this is really funny. I always end up with the pet companies, and I think it's because Jessica knows how passionate I am about my animals. I love talking about things that help animals. But uh, next up, we have keto natural pet foods. Now, there is a lot of learning and research that has been taking place in the animal health corridor, and one of the things that they have found is that, that a lot of pet foods out there, they have a lot of fillers, they have a lot of carbohydrates, they have a lot of additive ingredients. And so there's been this shift for people who can, can do it to, to buy more protein-heavy pet foods. And I love that. That's exactly what Keto Natural Pet Foods does. They, cre- they, they are creating, they have formulated a low-carb, high-protein, very healthy pet food. And Anything that helps our furry friends and our 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 lo- little love fur babies, uh, anything that helps them live longer, stay healthier, um, I am one hundred percent on board. You know the the pet food and pet products industry is a huge industry, and I love that keto natural pet foods is finding a way to capitalize on that and help us keep our our best friends around longer. Um, and clearly. It's working. They have raised $5.3 million in two funding rounds, um, and, and were found, they were founded relatively recently back in 2017, so, so they've experienced some growth in a, in a very competitive market in a fairly short pa- amount of time.
0: A couple things. One, I'm going to probably start eating this food because I need to lose some weight.
1: I feel, I feel like, you know, maybe you could like put some water, like make a little gravy or something like yeah. there's got, I mean, I'm sure it's probably and, delicious. To and where, pups.
0: where was this for every dog, my family owned growing up. And then I'm probably going to have to send some to my wife's dad.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I want to start, so I want to start feeding Kia, keto natural pet foods. Cause she, so she's a, a German shepherd Husky mix and they working dogs really need that lean protein for sure.
0: How many animals live at your house?
1: A bunch. Let's not talk about it.
0: Uh, for those of you that don't know, Lauren has a pet possum.
1: I have three pet possums. I
0: mean, I have so many questions.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I I am sounds happy like to new, answer them.
0: Sounds like a side show. We might have to come up with one.
1: It's super fun. You bring, should come bring and Start hang a out. Puzzle
0: TV. We'll, we'll resurrect that for a couple episodes about oh possum God. ownership.
1: That's right. I, I feel day, like it, it could turn into an, a whole motorship. industry, I'm sure. I
0: feel like there's a startup somewhere around that.
1: There has to be. The
0: possum adoption network.
1: There is like a whole underground like <clears throat> possum rehabber community. I swear to god this is a thing. So there there is a market for it. All
0: right. Just know that if you hear shouting in your backyard, that's me trying to scare them to see if they really play possum. I just so want to cute. see if You're they do. A, they do. All right. I'm do telling you. Really?
1: Yes. Well, they don't mind don't anymore because nothing scares them, but they really do. It's creepy. All
0: right. Next on the list is known medicine led by CEO and co-founder Andrea Mezzochi. probably said that wrong, along with CTO and co-founder Katie Rose Skelly. So talking about, we're going to talk about things that are out of my depth. Uh, known medicine is looking to take experimentation of how tumors respond to cancer drugs out of the patient's body and into the lab. Uh, this startup breaks down tumor samples into micro tumors, which they treat separately inside specialized micro environments with different methods to see what works best. First off, thank you for being people that are trying to change the world in that regard. Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the kind of stuff when I get founders like this on, on the show, I, I just, always just tell them, so thank you for doing all this stuff that I don't yeah. and that I can't. And I mean, that's, that's, and that's an interesting process. So, you know, it kind of makes sense, you know, like let's take this tumor and maybe make a million of them and then yeah. we'll try to test them all. But
1: Well, so, so the thing, I was actually just reading an article about this. The thing about, there's this like mythical cure for cancer out there, right? Like we always say, have we found the cure for cancer yet? No, let's find the cure for cancer. But the fact is there are so many different kinds of cancer, so many different kinds of malignant cells, so many different kinds of, I don't know, glioblastomas and carcinomas, and they're all so different. So there's not, there's never going to be one blanket solution. And so it seems that known medicine is creating a mechanism to test a lot of different kinds of cancer and see what works best. And I just, that is so crucial when we look to see better outcomes for particularly for, like, the super aggressive forms of cam- cancer, like, I don't know, leukemia, certain kinds of leukemia, pancreatic cancer, being able to test and then predict how these different types of cancers will respond to treatment is going to be groundbreaking for, for patients moving forward. I thank you, known medicine. We appreciate you.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Yeah. So So next up, we've got... Loose Data. Uh, Loose Data is an e-commerce product database and market intelligence platform for competitive competitor research. So here's the thing: every startup founder I know, a piece of their business plan is that that competitor research thing. And like, how impactful would it be to you as a founder to know what your competitors are up to in the space? What are they charging? What are their customers saying? What are the pain points that their customers are experiencing? And how can you address them? I feel like pretty impactful, right? Like, do you, do you do competitor research?
0: Um, I'm going to quote Ric Flair. If you want to be the man, you have to beat the man.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Can I use that?
0: Yeah. But you can do the woman.
1: A woman. Right,
0: that's a pretty, it. that's a pretty well-known Ric Flair quote.
1: That's okay. We'll see. I never heard that. It's before. true.
0: If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And yeah, you know, here's the thing is I, I spent a lot of time I've spent a lot of time talking about this to a lot of different people. Uh, largely the largely people that come to me with their brilliant idea and then they say things like, I don't have any competition.
1: Like, and mm. I'm like,
0: mm, hold my beer for a second, and it takes me like yeah. three minutes to find not only that they have competition, but maybe a whole lot of it. But for hey, sure. look, the the thing is, is here in America, where 87% of startup hustle listeners exist, uh, you don't necessarily have to do something new. You have to do it better, faster, or cheaper than everyone else. Right. You got to get two of those three to be good, preferably all three. Right. But there's nothing wrong with like one of the very first things you should do is look at the competitive landscape that you're about to enter. And if you can get insight on that, why not?
1: Absolutely. So Loose Data, they have a database of 280,000 plus e-commerce websites. They probably have information on what what you're looking for about your top competitors. Uh, And they're going to give you access to that data, you know, unique to your business, what you're looking for, but it helps prepare you, helps you make better business decisions and helps you make more sales. How can we not love that?
0: Right. Right. And as a reminder, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man.
1: You got to beat the man. Yeah. I love that quote. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man.
0: I think that was in relation to like needing the championship belt in a sport where Sure. and pretend to fight each other and don't actually do it for real don't
1: tell them shit.
0: wrestling's fake it's Lauren. a secret it's, it's a secret it's I... fake they d- wouldn't admit that it was fake and then when they wanted to tax them for entertainment or sports at some point then they did dramatic they
1: had to, they, they had to the yeah they were like yeah yeah all right
0: <laughs> well, it's all a matter of opinion, which is also the name of the next company here on the list. With nice. CEO. So, you like how you like Well what? done. Yeah, thanks.
1: That was awesome.
0: I mean, is wrestling fake? It, yeah, that's a great segue. I've been to build my legacy around that one. So, Love opinion it. is a reputation management platform, it offers an automated tool for property management companies to select authentic real time feedback from residents. So, you know, Getting more reviews d- helps do surveys for current residents and identify key issues in real time. You know, this is kind of so. I actually did a a post uh, both in Startup Hustle chat, and yeah. if you're not in that, come come join us because we talk about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, good customer service is hard to find right now, and part of understanding how to improve that is potentially looking at tools to deal with reputation management. Now, recently, I had a terrible, terrible experience. I, went, I bought $13,000 worth of carpet, and then I had to make a combination of 29 different phone calls to then find out that my install date had been changed. And I was the company that I, the place that I bought, I won't mention it, but it rhymes with Go's. Um, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) well, I mean, here's the thing is they, you know, like the comp, their install company had the worst online reputation that I've come across once I started looking into that. And, you know, the thing was, is like, these, these are the things that like, so that made me cancel my order. And that's the thing. I wasn't even doing business directly with that company, but, you know, through them. Now that's a little different than what opinion does, but it, okay. So if you look at property management and that's something like we go all the way back to the first company on our list, Sisu, yeah, which is helping brokers and teams, like think of what a crap job you have to do. If you're trying to sell people, any kind of property or rentals or anything, especially in like an apartment or an office complex or anything, and there's just garbage reviews online. Right. Like you, are swimming upstream against that. And then also just do better, you know, just do better people. And, and so with that, I think that, you know, the whole online reputation thing. So do you, do you actually believe reviews online?
1: It depends when they, when they come from reputable sources, I feel like I do. And you can kind of see reputable sources, but I, I, I do put weight on, on reviews. Do you?
0: So, I believe bad ones most of the time, especially when they're really, really long. Yeah. Because if you're going to write like 400 words, you're pissed. Yeah. And that was what I ran into. You know, it was like I was, and I found them all the Better Business Bureau (laughs) in that situation. And it's like, you know, the funny thing was, I I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't take the Better Business Bureau too seriously because you can buy your rating up. Yeah. So, despite having 36 complaints in 24 months, that was somehow an A-rated business. Tell me how that works. But Mm -hmm. I could read these really long reviews where like, here's the thing, man, I got a hundred million other things to do than type my life story out in your bad review. Right. Now, I think a lot of online reviews are bullshit. I mean, in fact, like even Amazon has been called out for not policing, you know, more of that. But I mean, overall, like, but the thing is, is, it's almost like these companies don't even realize they're there.
1: Yeah. Well, and so there, there are some companies like when you go on to different review sites where you'll see that the company has come back and like responded to negative reviews. I always, I always like watching those, you know, like sipping the tea. Uh, but I feel like so reputation management, like clearly, it's an important piece of your business. Right. And, and I, and I love, you know, how their product works. They, they say it increases your business curb appeal. That's what opinion does. And like, I love that analogy. Um, but yeah, like anything that can help you easily manage that. Cause there are just so many sources and there are so many different ways to get that kind of feedback. Um, so, so Hey, you know, I am, I actually want to start using opinion myself because I know that innovator has stuff out there that I'm not aware of.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's tougher for organizations like yours because you're kind of in the opinion business, Yeah, which is not a great place to be when it comes to the reviews that you're going to harvest. Cause I mean, let's be realistic. You're somewhat in the business of pissing off some people rightfully. So in my opinion, no, you say that because
1: So yeah, I I I don't disagree with you. Well, there's
0: sensitive issues, right? And yeah. not, and some people, you know, it is what it is, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I try. it. I oftentimes end my episodes of Start a Puzzle by talking about the other hosts, and I say and thank you to Lauren Conaway for handling so many things that <laughs> I'm not willing to talk about Aww. to listeners in 181 countries.
1: Hugs. Yeah. <laughs> right but you know, having having tools at my disposal to to kind of gather some of that feedback because the fact is like sometimes the feedback that you get it is actionable and you i mean you know like you take what works for you and you take what's useful yeah. and then you throw away the rest you know it doesn't matter but being able to more easily pull those insights and, and figure out what can I use? How can I well, improve? What's how you get better?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and some of here's the thing. is like, if you're in, you can't chase every, as a business owner or someone that runs an organization, you don't chase every single bit of feedback. Cause yeah. sometimes it's just like, okay, is this realistic?
1: Yeah. Well, you and know. sometimes it's totally subjective. Yeah, like, well, were you de- having a bad day? Well, some like- people are just
0: turds. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, that's true. now with that, you know, uh, over the last, you know, you, I look at FullScale, I mentioned we just hired our 250th employee. I should also mention that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. But, you know, we got to 250 employees over four years. And by the way, first off, you don't get to that and not have it be, a giant ball of rubber bands. If you're not listening to the feet from the feet, you have to listen very carefully to the feedback from your employees and from your clients and your prospects. Right. And you got to listen to all of that. And, you know, a lot of people, I think that don't have experience with owning, managing or growing a business will, uh, they'll get some feedback and they'll be like, Oh, this person's just being a total shithead or they're a whiner or like, God, shut up. Yeah. No, I thank them. Yeah, I thank him. I really do. I, do.
1: I do that a lot, too.
0: Yeah, I thank him because sometimes there's the thing is people <laughs> have a million other things to do other than try to help you make your business better. Right. So I thank him. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and even even when people are being like total turds about it, like often there is like some there might be some kernel of truth in all of the BS, you know, yeah. and you have to look for that kernel of truth, because I, I think that <laughs> I, I said this to somebody last week. The fact is like perfection, it's okay for perfection to be the goal. You have to understand that you're never going to reach it because you can always get better. But that being said, getting that kind of feedback from your, from the people that you serve or your clients or your customers, that, that can only help.
0: Well, they say that someone that's pissed off will tell a hundred people that in this case, another thing is, is, you know, the one person that speaks up often represents hundred people that didn't. Right. So it's like, you look at the software you build or the service you provide or any of that, like always thank the people that take the time to tell you that it's not right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, thanks opinion. Uh, and I feel like I'm going to hop right off this call and sign up for sure. Uh, so next on our list, we have Zardico, And I, I do I have to tell you, I I actually I had the pleasure of interviewing the CEO, Sarah Lehman. Uh had an episode entitled How and Why to Lead with Confident Vulnerability. That's coming up here pretty quick. Uh definitely keep your your earballs peeled for it because it was a really, really good episode. You ever get off late, like, like you you're, you're done with an episode and you're just like, oh. That was good. That was synergy. That felt amazing. Well, that's I
0: had that with uh with the deep sea.ai. Yeah. Yeah, I like, just you know, it's like yeah, it, well, it happens.
1: I I I love those episodes it I happens
0: always, on all of my episodes. Well, I magically you connect. Are a
1: natural connector. I magically so, connect
0: with everyone that I have You a conversation have she taught.
1: Matt not divorcee. true. It's
0: not true. <laughs> I occasionally <laughs> record an episode and I think, oh my God, that was terrible.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, I, do, like, I, I have literally you texted Jessica before, happens, yeah. gotten off yeah. it, and I, I'll be like, that was a dumpster fire, <laughs> you know, like because you could just feel it. But with Sarah uh, of Zardico, we actually well, I, had I, a-
0: Well, I've had a couple that afterward, I'm just sending the message. Uh, we're not publishing that. Yeah.
1: Well, you, you, you know that I that I definitely had at least a couple of those, but so Sarah Lehman, she was not one of those for me. She was one of the the folks one of the interviewees, I guess, where I, I felt like we really connected and we just had a really good, productive conversation about leading with vulnerability. So keep an eye out for that episode, but a little bit more on Zardico and what they do. They are a a provider of destination operating systems for destination management organizations so so when you see uh, visit visit Salt Lake City, visit Kansas City, visit New York City, like all of those destination bureaus that that uh, encourage tourism, um, you know a lot of that information. That, that these organizations use, uh, it, it relies on that data. It relies on visitor data and, you know, how how much money are tourists bringing into our economy and how can we speak to them? And so it's Zardico is helping to... Unify that information, make it easy for these institutions and organizations to capture it so that they can create more meaningful experiences for for people coming to visit. Because tourism, of course, it represents a a huge industry and everybody wants to get a piece of it, right? And that's what Zardico does. They help, they help cities do tourism better.
0: So they're the ones that just sent me that brochure about visiting Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay.
1: That'd be perfect.
0: I threw it away. Twat.
1: Go no, visit Arkansas. I, I, actually,
0: I recycled it.
1: Go visit
0: Arkansas. I've it's been there. I have actually Arkansas is surprisingly beautiful.
1: Eureka Springs is kind of amazing. Yeah. I yeah. haven't
0: been there in a while. All right. Time for the 13th company, but certainly not last on the list. Once again, we do not rate or rank you're on the list or you're not. The last company is R zero. Led by CEO and co-founder Grant Morgan, as well as president and co-founder Eli Harris. So let me tell you a little bit about what they do. So, you know, they're the first biosafety technology company dedicated to reducing the spread of infectious disease by creating physical environments that promote human health and productivity. Way Whoa. out, of, way out of my depth. Whoa. Yeah, way out of my That's depth. That's a lot. I know. So they're pioneering the first continuous and automated disinfection disinfection ecosystem, enabling every organization to measure and manage indoor health risk with a new level of sophistication and ease. I have a feeling this was a COVID creation. They were founded oh, sure. in 2020, but since then, 65 million in funding.
1: Yeah. So I wonder, like you, you walk in, maybe like you walk in through like an archway or something that has like disinfectant. Like, so is that is that what we're talking? I think here? they're
0: probably doing something with the stuff inside. Okay, I don't know.
1: Combining space utilization, sensor technology,
0: AI, machine learning, Man. Internet of Things, and connected hardware.
1: Well, R zero, I got to tell you, my friends. I might not ex- understand exactly what you do, but it's pretty damn cool. So thanks yeah. for that.
0: <laughs> All right. That was 13. That was
1: 13.
0: Of Salt Lake City's top startups according to Startup Hustle in the year of 2022.
1: And that I, I, there, there were some pretty cool companies on that list.
0: So uh, who'd you like?
1: Uh, all right. I got. I gotta tell you, I really, really. Well, of course, I loved Book Club. Um, that was another really good interview, and I love books, and I love book clubs, and I love. I think that books have the power to unite. So anything that cre- can create create more accessibility around that journey, I'm all about it. But the other company that I got super uh, into, as you were talking about it, was Known Medicine. Um, you know, just the fact that they are, they have created technology to help us get better at, uh, making people healthier and eradicating cancer, which is just, it's such a destructive, it's such a destructive condition, you know? And, and so I, I love that again, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't have to understand the ins and outs of it to think it's super cool. Okay. How about you?
0: Well, I'm going to seem like way more superficial when I say that I really I like deep sea dot AI okay. who doesn't cure cancer.
1: I but, mean, that's okay. Not everybody can cure cancer. I know, right?
0: but does, I mean, I, well, I like what they do. I think the whole process, I'm so fascinated with knowledge transfer and yeah. you know, it's, you talk about what a nerd I am on this. Like I've been spending my spare time studying, for months now studying the habits of and traits of what makes people a genius or do genius stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I've literally like been, like been doing in-person research and having this discussion with it. So the whole process of how knowledge is transferred is interesting. For sure. and I think anything that can speed that up. I also like Sisu, um, some of which is because I like Brian, their founder. I like the organization that he's running. And I just feel like real estate in general is just so ripe for disruption. Yeah. I mean, in so many it's different definitely, ways. So it's I,
1: definitely been, it's been the same I for know, so long. I know,
0: <laughs> I know. I know, so I, so
1: I can see that. I, dig I that. think that
0: anything that, it, it, you know, improves and speeds that process. Like, you know, I've also, you know, we've got, get some of that here. We've had lending standard on, you know, they help speed. That's a Kansas city company that yeah. sponsored startup hustle in the past. And they're a full scale client and they have, um, they have uh, made it better, faster and cheaper to get loans, you know? And like, it's like, think about that. It's yeah. like, I mean, when you think about like, anything involving real estate you're kind of like
1: Like there there are people out there that like like I like looking at houses I think houses are pretty but no but I don't think anybody likes buying a house like
0: but you should yeah so making that yeah improving that
1: that's good all right I dig it all right well you know what what
0: is this a good time to tell you that you don't get to host next month's city with me (sighs)
1: That makes me sad. Hey,
0: wait, is it next month?
1: What did I do? It's
0: soon. Well, it's San Diego's coming up. Okay. That's where Hernan's from.
1: Oh, all right. That makes sense. You'll
0: move over. You'll.
1: I will. I, but, I love Hernan. But now that I mentioned that,
0: I'm probably, I think I'm off a of month.
1: Well, coming. I'll soon, tell you what, when, when we do top startups of San Diego, I
0: will. Which now that I think about it is actually in June. So. Yeah.
1: I, I will gladly support Hernan and and say that he he's going to be an amazing
0: co-host. We would you. think that they might put that on our notes. Yeah, like when what would city they? we're going to go to next? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should make notes about. Is that the notes. a
1: is that is that maybe a, yeah. an area of opportunity moving forward? Because yep. I have no idea who it is.
0: I'm going to get back to work. <laughs> Startup Hustle's brought to you by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button. Then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. do it do it,
1: like we do it like we do it.